0: The Minority Film Report, Episode Three. The film Slick and I watched this week was *The Prince of Persia*. Uh, first off, I'll let Slick start things off because it was his first time seeing the movie. It was actually my
1: second. Slick, what'd you think? Well, *The Prince of Persia*. It was. It did his best to stay true to the original video game, and the um, the remake that came out earlier in two thousand. It sort of was like a live-action version of Aladdin. They, they called the guy um, that Jake Gyllenhaal plays as uh, Prince Dastan, who's basically Aladdin. They even call him a street urchin. And, um... He basically has to save the world from the sands of time, because the sands of time were originally this gigantic sandstorm that was going to kill everything off. And some chick was like, no, don't kill us! So the gods spared everybody. You know, one of the things that I liked
0: was the fact that they made sure to borrow a lot from the game, from the costumes to the special effects for the dagger. Um, The dagger effects when he actually used it and went through time were very true to the game, so I I enjoyed that. Um, One of the major gripes that was actually said during production was the fact that there were no legit Middle Eastern actors. Um, There was a lot of bronzer used in that movie, we can say that. Um... Gemma Arterton's character was pretty much Simpson-colored throughout the whole movie, given the amount of bronzer that was used. Nonetheless, it didn't detract too much from her character, but I feel that any other girl could have played her role just because she was pretty much in distress through the whole movie, and she seems to, in every role that she plays, tend to always kill herself, so it it wasn't really a big loss if she wouldn't have been the one playing the role.
1: Let's not forget that she whined and bitched through most of the movie. And, um, somehow she still managed to endear herself to Chesty Jake, who, um, basically at one point she asked him if if he found what he was looking for when he was staring between her tits. With, and he told her, yeah, basically. Even though he was really looking for the same at the time. And, um,. Other than that, you have you have a, a bunch of side characters who really don't matter, even though they're they're supposedly in the story more, more important than both of these characters. And um, you got the the assassin, aka the one black guy in the movie, whose job was basically just to stand there and look cool and eventually to die because all the black guys got to die. You know,
0: one of the one of the only endearing things that I have to say in regards to the overall presentation of the movie were the special effects. I felt that they, they uh, Disney was definitely putting in a lot of work trying to set up Prince of Persia as a, as a franchise similar to Pirates of the Caribbean, a.k.a. another franchise that they can rape and milk until they can't rape and milk it anymore and find something else to rape. But the fact of the matter is that the special effects were really great from the Hassanson special effects. The fight choreography was good. There was a lot of parkour that was used throughout the movie from little kids doing parkour in the beginning to Jake Gyllenhaal doing it through a majority of the movie. It was definitely one of the high points for sure. Um, Ben Kingsley's uh, mascara-wearing bad guy was definitely... A low point just because Ben Kingsley's the kind of guy that he's more of a dramatic actor and him playing the cliched franchise villain just didn't jump out at me. I think there could have been somebody a lot better for the role. There's plenty of other actors out there that are credible and can play villains. I think Kingsley's performance was the weakest.
1: Yeah, on the parkour, I think even though it was really cool to look at, it was kind of overdone. It's like they threw it in there even when they didn't need it. It's like... Jake Gyllenhaal has a perfect, a perfectly good flat surface to walk on. So, of course, I got to wall run and flip off of these bricks. And um, the Sanson just seemed to come out of the clouds when, whenever. It's like they had their own personal sandstorms to ride around, and they never quite explained that. Other than they they used to use drugs to go into trances, but... Everybody's watching them travel through sandstones. So apparently, they had everybody else high too. I think one of the one
0: of the only things that they really left out, and and it's true, was the origin for the Hassansin characters. I mean, they said that they were um, assassins for the king of Persia, and after Prince Destan's father took over he pretty much had them disbanded but of course ben kingsley's evil uncle nazam character of course made sure to keep them uh hidden on the dl so that they can go and you know run around and throw snakes at people and use fancy whips and jump out of fucking smoke and clouds and shit but their characters their characters were good but they just needed a little bit more of a backstory just to um considering that they were a huge part of the climax and the final act of the movie
1: most of the characters needed a backstory. It's like, like you said, they really wanted to establish a franchise here, but there wasn't a lot of fleshing out. They just said, you know, let's let's explain Dastan's character, how he became a prince, since he's not actually t- related to any royalty or anything, and let's just go into a whole bunch of action and you know running around on rooftops. So basically, they tried to do. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean in the desert and it really didn't work. It wasn't a bad movie at all. It's just that I, I can't really see a sequel coming out of this one.
0: Yeah, one of the things that they were that there was a, a huge hope for was the fact that it would do very well at the box office. Which, in a way, it did decent, but it wasn't something that was, you know, that was blowing up in the box office like things like Pirates of the Caribbean, for sure. I mean, overall, it did you know, uh, it did $90 million gross and it had a $37 million opening weekend, which is nice, but considering that the film had a $200 million budget and it only grossed $90 million in the United States, that's a bit of an issue. I think that they're going to try and make it up on the back end with uh, Blu-ray and DVD, which definitely may help in making Disney think about a sequel, but considering how really paper thin the story is another sequel would just be unless they borrow from another portion of the of the franchise from the games it's just it's going to be a waste of time and it's just going to be a paycheck i think that it should just be one and done and leave it at that if you want to pick it up on dvd though and you want to see some cool special effects and if you have a blu-ray player i'm more than sure that they'll the special effects will pop on your screen then definitely pick it up for that purpose
1: Disney with these franchises, they need to stop going with all these big budget productions like Pirates of the Caribbean, you got to do a lot of effects with water. Um, Prince of Persia, you got to do a lot of effects with sand. And that's what's, you know, causing these huge 100 and 200 million dollar budgets and that's why they're not recouping. I mean, if I mean just just focus on the story, give some decent action. You don't even really need a whole lot of special effects. And then it'll be a lot easier for them to actually franchise stuff like this. I think the worst part of it was the fact that they went
0: and they they borrowed from the game so much that they didn't leave themselves anything else if they wanted to create a franchise. Like, the majority of the plot was from the most well-known game in the series, which was The Sands of Time, of course. They probably intended on making sequels that would focus on the other games, but the other games weren't even strong entries into the franchise. So, if you're going to take a movie and base it on a game that wasn't really that good to begin with, that's just already making the franchise ready to fail. I mean, like I said, the movie was good. I think that uh, Bronzer was the main star in this movie just because they took so many um, pale-faced white people and made them my skin color, which isn't totally a bad thing, but with a paper-thin storyline and some cool special effects, I don't think it warrants somebody investing $200 million more into making a sequel.
1: I guess guess they kind of put it out too early because maybe if they you know maybe if it was 3D they might have made some more money on it but still I don't know like I said they, they gotta stop focusing so heavily on the special effects Disney's been doing it for you know if they're gonna go with special effects they need to stick with the animated movies because lately their live-action movies the last couple of um, pirates movies This one and the Sorcerer's Apprentice have all these big special effects. They come out in theaters and basically don't do shit. I think that
0: one of the things that that helped this movie was the fact that they made it definitely very kid-friendly. Even the death scenes were very tame. I mean, there's a scene where a person gets their throat slit... And, the, the you know, if, if you've seen enough horror movies and enough movies, you've seen that when somebody's throat gets slit, it's a bloody mess. When the guy got his throat slit, it was a very neat little red line across his throat. There was no puddle of blood, nothing to that extent. So they were definitely trying to gear it towards the kids. But in the, in the same note, they alienated a lot of the fans that really could have put more money into the franchise with box office sales just because it was way too tame in some respects.
1: And I don't know, I think, considering there was the whole, you know, the whole sand bit, they should have used some of that special effects money of maybe having, like, some actual monsters or demons or something to go more with the desert mythology and stuff. Maybe that might have, you know, fleshed out the story a little bit more. Maybe you could have had a period where... Somebody was injured and, you know, while, while they're healing healing Jake, you know, maybe we get some more backstory. Something to give an actual story to sit down and listen to. I think overall they just wanted to make
0: it very linear, put it out there. You know, there were toys in Target when the movie came out. You can go into Target now and find the toys for two bucks. So, you know, no, put it like this. They really wanted to make Pirates of the Caribbean in the desert. It didn't take off. The, the any ideas of a sequel are probably dashed, but I think it would make a welcome addition to uh, definitely if you're, if you have HD uh, movies like on Blu-ray, it would definitely be a welcome addition, just for the special effects alone, it would definitely be an added addition for that
1: it wouldn't be the worst thing in my collection, I mean, i definitely got some gems and I've definitely got some flaming pieces of shit, but uh, bottom line, if if you liked, if you like the Pirates movies, you should probably pick this one up. At least rent it. You um. You you wouldn't be disappointed just watching it on TV. You probably wouldn't be disappointed if, if you bought it and added it to your collection. But I would I would um, yeah, rent it first. If you like it, buy it. But don't expect don't expect to see a uh, Prince of Persia two anytime soon.
0: I think that if you can buy it don't pay 24.99 for it. Definitely yeah. not. Nope.
1: Wait yeah. for one of those Blu-ray sales we can get it for
0: 9.99. That's it. So, definitely a rental or a buy but not for full price. This is the Minority Film Report episode 3 for Prince of Persia: I'm
1: Rich and this is Slick. Catch you guys on the flip side. Peace.